1: important question of your day
0: hey is this being emo Hello, and welcome to episode 140 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Today, we welcome Ian King, author of Appetite for Definition The A to Z Guide to Rock Genres. This book contains hundreds of genres explained, and as we will discuss, there's a way to jump around, learn about other genres by way of like minded artists, genres that connect, and specific songs. I had the honor of being interviewed for the book, and you can guess which genre I was a part of. We talk a lot about genres in general, his take on emo, upbringing in Seattle, finding out about punk, and his amazing, homemade emo shirt he was wearing during the interview. Once again, Appetite for Definition, the A to Z guide to rock genres. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Apologies on the month break. My day job got a little crazy. If you want to support the show and have more episodes, content, etc., please support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash wash up emo. Get the book appetite for definition the abc guide to rock genres it's awesome this is episode 140 of the watchdog female podcast with author ian King. Ian, you have a shirt that says "No one knows I'm emo." Please tell me how you got that.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it came. It came about uh, freshman year of college in 1998. Um, my friend, it was. I was hanging out with some friends, and one of them. Uh, we were talking about how, or I was complaining basically that I couldn't find other people who are into emo emo or emo core because um, you just can't tell them by the way that they dress or at least you couldn't back then this is is before all the fashion stuff from from the aughts where you could be like the hair and everything so there's in 1998 though it's like medium-sized jeans medium-sized t-shirts neither too baggy nor too tight you know, but everyone else, you know, it's like Goss. Boom! You can see him from a away. Punks, you can see him. Like, crusties, Scott kids, Scott kids. Everyone can be identified. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, you know, I was complaining. I was like, man, eh, no one knows I'm emo. <laughs> and like a month later, she showed up with this t-shirt. made Really? For me. Yeah, yeah. She it's was, awesome. She just thought it was
0: funny, and I'll have a photo for everybody uh, to see. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so your book is called "Appetite for Definition: The A to Z Guide to Rock Genres." what about genres is exciting to you
1: i have been paying attention to genre stuff for you know almost as long as i've been reading about music you know when i was 13 or 14 and started reading music magazines uh, the the idea of of genres kind of intrigued me a little bit and uh i think you know, a lot of this gets talked about. You know, I don't know if they're as important now as they were then for for different reasons. Uh, I I think that they're actually as important and and also u- they might even be used more now than than they used to be. They're they're both they're both more useful and less useful than they than they used to be. But but yeah, it's been since you know, since uh, I, mean, I grew up in, uh, growing up in Seattle, uh, right around when grunge was blowing up. That was when I was about. Eleven, you know, years old, and there's this thing, and it's called grunge, and 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 it's huge, and everyone is paying attention to your city, and you're like, wow, what is this thing? And then, and then after that, you just you, know, you start reading about other music, and and then there's there's Britpop, and there's alternative rock, and and all these and all these different categorizations, just you know, some people. Some some people get obsessed with music. They read the they read the liner notes. They memorize the track list. They memorize the producers and things like that. I for some reason I was kind of into the categorization thing and wow. and, and, and camps that and, early. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I think and I think there was also some. I, th- I think as in 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 those years in the nineties, I kind of. I think a lot of people do this. You know, they kind of they get a sense of. I, I don't know if other people do this. I, I think some do it at least. They got a sense of identity mm-hmm. out of genre, and you know I mean, obviously with stuff like punk and and stuff like goth, you get an identity. But but I think any kind of genre could have given you a bit of identity. And I think you know I think a lot of people got a bit of identity out of emo core in the '90s too. And and you know, I know for me, I was you know, every, things were kind of like these phases. You know, I went mm-hmm. from went from grunge and alternative rock to to brit pop for a couple of years and and then after that i got into emo and then after that i got into post-rock and everything was kind of you know it was a different way of looking at what's ultimately you know similar strands of a very similar kind of music nothing's too really wildly different one from the other but these you know these divisions between them uh gave a sense of identity and and kind of you know character, I guess, to the made it kind of bigger than just being it's all just music, mm-hmm. which which I found interesting.
0: yeah, so was that something that you like how were you co- because you were you know eleven or you were in Seattle and this big thing was happening and you were finding out where these sort of bands were putting in genres, where were you finding the information, and how were you were you did you have a notebook? and were you like chronicling things, or how were you how were you organizing it in your head? Uh, basically i
1: a steady diet of music magazines i think it probably started with um yeah probably you know like pulse was free in tower records back then Uh,
0: (laughs) tower records for anybody who doesn't know is a record store there's one in japan go when you're over there go get it go see it
1: yeah (laughs) it's great it's great it's great it's one great store now yeah Uh, so there's pulse uh, in Seattle back in the day, there was a, a very, very much beloved uh, bi-weekly, yeah, every two weeks music magazine called The Rocket, uh, which started in the early 80s and went all the way until the early 2000s before before it, it came to a stop. But that was great. That was, um, you know, just the idea that your own city could have its own music magazine was was really cool. Um, and And yeah, and then after that, uh, yeah, you just start noticing all these other magazines on the record stands and, and everyone has an editorial voice that's different and, but they're all kind of talking about the same thing and, and you kind of draw comparisons between the two and who's talking about what and, and yeah, kind of just started to map together, I guess, in my head about who was this kind of band, who was that kind of band and where they stood in relation to one another and you know, yeah,
0: things like that. That's cool. Now, with genre too, I mean, so many people are against it and bands are we're not this we're this or they were called emo and now sorry we're an indie rock band now or i'm sure grunge they were like no we're or they were a metal band i think do you does a band have a choice and are they i it's almost interesting where bands some some get free and they like they get pushed off and they were an emo band but no no no, they're indie rock and it could be a tour it could be one press outlet but it's interesting how a, a genre could stay with a band or it can they can jump off it
1: yeah yeah i think you know these things get assigned pretty early on or at least they you know they they did as you know genre itself is and and genre of labels have have developed along with the music this whole time too so these you know this this plague of categorization wasn't necessarily the the of the same concern in like the 70s uh you know started kind of more in the 80s and then by 90s it became this real thing and you know yeah aside from punk rock heavy metal and maybe a couple others yeah most bands and artists you know have kind of been like we're not that you know we don't want this categorization it's limiting and it's and that is a completely absolutely understandable stance from from, from a commercial point of view you're trying to sell records having having you know falling into a category allows people to be like oh i don't like that kind of music therefore i shouldn't go check out this band um so so yeah from an artist's point of view uh completely legit uh reasoning for not wanting that sort of stuff to follow follow you around um from a fan point of view, it's 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 actually kind of helpful. I mean, especially now, um, you know, fast forward to now on the internet where there are so many websites and so many different kinds of bands and so many labels. You know, most websites you'll see will kind of put a handy little tag in front of every single band name, you know, like Dream Pop.
0: Dream popper is this or you know (laughs) funk is this yeah
1: and it's and and you know in that regard it it has the opposite effect you're not you're you're not seeing that and and writing them off you're seeing that and being like oh okay that's the kind of thing i'm into because there are just so many names out Mm -hmm. there and so many outlets to see them that it can be overwhelming and you know otherwise you might if it's just the band name and you don't know yeah, you know, how are you going to stick around for the whole story if you don't yeah. know? You might be interested.
0: And then, so if people, do you think? Did you ever think that they would be like genres would ever like go away or like they've also changed? Like the meaning of a one. If you say rock to somebody, they're going to think one thing. Or you say heavy metal to somebody, it's just interesting how it gets sub it gets subgenred, but also the word or the sorry the genre itself could change based on something that happened in culture or it's all
1: really really fluid if you uh, it yeah the the meaning, that's the word thank you that's yeah what yeah it's fluid and it and it and it's been developed and it's not just changing recently i mean if you go back and read you know the, like some of the first books written about rock music you know like they 'll describe people like Eddie Cochran as like hard rock yeah you know, like that like that that will be hard you know Elvis made hard rock like and that 's what they were writing back in the late sixties yeah you know, the, the these things are like you know and and so the idea of what hard rock is has definitely changed over time. the idea of of what heavy metal is is has definitely changed over time. a lot of these terms they 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 might have origins that that go back a while but but the understanding of them. Uh, there, there, and there are two different, you know, ways to look at them. Understanding, wise see. There's, there's kind of like a general press consensus, and there is, there is like the individual's understanding of genre, and and there, uh, you're not wrong if you think that you know what this genre is at because it's not written in stone, and most of the you know, most of the bands don't want these labels anyways. So it's 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 the it's f- mo- the most you can get with with genre and genre labeling is kind of a general gray area of consensus where people like here's kind of what this is mostly but it's really
0: and then they change on the third record and gets thrown out the window
1: right right yeah ex- <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the band you know they released their their you know, whatever album. they stayed
0: in the, the studio too long album
1: yeah 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 they do their they they try to do a okay computer and they and then they make something completely different and then they're but yeah you know, hey maybe it launched them out of the Of the genre that they didn't want to be a part of. Exactly.
0: I think the fluid part I didn't think about. You're right. And also the fan versus the band and also the the press and how each of those sort of fluid go back and forth. And I mean, I'll bring up is this band emo dot com. You know, as a that was me trying to put a stake from the perception of what was emo. Here's what I think. But when people yell at me. I go, you can believe whatever you want. If you think they're that, then go crazy. I just wrote a funny joke about a band and put it on a website. There's Mm. no validity to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just what... You're right. I'm the fan, and I did that, but the press might think something, or a kid that just started listening to them has an opinion, and they're all valid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I read. It was sometime this year, I'm, I'm, and I can't remember exactly the site, but I remember specifically there was something on a music website, a, a, a pretty big one, and it was, you know, it described Yola Tango's music in the 1990s as shoegaze, and that's that's a you know, if you're if you're like a young music fan now, I I, I get what they're saying but that was not the way that they were understood back in the nineties. Yeah. You know, they, Tango were, <laughs> you would never characterize yellow Tango as a shoegaze band back in the nineties. Um, or may, but maybe some people did. I, but I never, I never it, heard that. Never heard that whatsoever. But somebody now is hearing that music and they're hearing shoegaze and that's totally valid.
0: You know, it's, yeah. So you think time hearing. is also would, so in, I think time fixes things over a while. Like, you can look back and then say, wow, woof, you know, like, I mean, the hair metal stuff, how is that now seen when it was supposedly, you know, the greatest thing now? It's like, a, a okay, yes, there's some great songs. I loved Warrant. You know, I love some of those bands, but that, I don't know if that's a best a good example, but I feel like that had a moment, and now in 2018, it's looked back on as, well, wait till grunge killed it. Mm-hmm
1: metal is definitely one of those amazing uh, phenomena of, of of their time and and yeah looking back it does, you are kind of like gosh how on earth did that happen like that is <laughs> what what confluence of 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 just social attitude and and positioning and what you know what people were into created this, yeah, this yeah. thing. And, and it's fully it is fully explainable if you kind of dig into it you yeah, know there there are elements of Different kinds of things like glam and 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 heavy metal and hard rock kind of coming together and and it was really catchy mm-hmm. and I mean you can't like you really the songs themselves you know like the roots of the songs the melodies. It's really hard to argue with how catchy those If are.
0: those were out now by somebody else like the choruses or even the I still think they'd be hits.
1: If they were played, yeah, if they were played differently and yeah. and the and the it's the decoration around them, you know. And I don't just mean decoration like the clothing in there. I mean I mean the way that they're played, you know, the 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 you know the distortion on the guitars, the way that they're played, the kind of effects and, yeah, and, yeah. and the production. I mean like 80s production values are so of that's why, you know, you say 80s production values, people know what you're talking about. You know, the big echoey, you know, sound that people just don't do anymore because it's so now locked in that era. Um, but at the time, it was huge and it spoke to a
0: ton of people. But it sounded good. <laughs> and, it, and it did sound good. Like the recording of it. Yeah like it wasn't like a it wasn't a garage you know recorded in the garage it was they they did that in the studio and it the the sound ping-ponged and it just you felt like wow they really
1: <laughs> yeah and it wasn't an yeah And 80s production values weren't just limited to to those kinds of bands i mean yeah you know, like uh take uh wire you know the po- the post punk band the, they had a whole phase in like the late eighties, early nineties, where some of their records totally have those same kinds of values. I think they sound great. You yeah, know, the, those records sound great, and the songs are great. But you know everyone—it was like everyone was kind of doing this. <laughs> everyone was making these big records. But, but yeah, I think the bones of the songs underneath those—you could totally a, a, a different kind of rock band today could totally. You know, that's why. That's why bands do cover those songs, and then they do turn into like six. Yeah, you're updated, right. You could be hits. a cover,
0: and then you turn into the yeah. next thing that's really cool i want to go back to just seattle because i'd forgotten about that you grew up there during that era it is a, if anyone listen to the podcast i've mentioned before like you know nirvana i literally saw the video and went to the record store or went to the music store to get a guitar like it was that impactful mm-hmm. like it just i had to and being there and being in that moment, and there was a – I think you had seen – I'd found some footage on some MTV B-roll. Did I ever tell you about this? No. There's basically – my other favorite band's Helmet. You can see the flyer poster up there. Oh, yeah. like, love them. Yeah, a friend yeah. works at MTV. They – this is a really quick story, but it comes back to Seattle, and it's interesting because where where it goes to. But basically, I said – I love Helmet. She's like, I work in the archives. Why don't I just put everything on a VHS tape for you of their stuff that's in the archive? So it outtakes from 120 minutes when Helmet was on. Mm. A live show with Ministry at Roseland. And then there was a show in Seattle. Oh, yeah? But I only have Helmet. And I only watched the VHS, the Helmet performance. And I was like, cool, cool. Years later, I'm ripping them to get rid of them at my parents' house. I'm ripping them to digital. Mm. And I come back down. I'm like, why is this still going? The show is only, oh, my God. There was MTV helmet open for Nirvana at the Key Arena on their show, homecoming show.
1: Oh, nice.
0: MTV interviewed the fans outside. Mm -hmm. And that was the B-roll that was left on the tape. And he interviewed his mom, relatives, fans. But what was cool is... Certain fans were like, Nirvana's cool, but we really live Grunt Truck and, you know, Mm. all these other bands and Hmm. we love Mudhoney. It was just cool to see, like, people accepting it, but also saying, like, Seattle's got so much cool shit that's not that. And I loved that about that moment for Seattle cuz it was like they loved that they were getting to that point even when they, it was during nevermind mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. were still like we got so many cool bands and i just i was fascinated fascinated with the city and that only solidified it 3 years ago when i finally found that tape or 4 years ago um to have that happen so being there was why was it such like a was it because it was isolated
1: I, uh, geographic isolation uh, does have a lot to do. With, I know that
0: like, was a long intro. I apologize.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fun time to think about for sure. Because, I mean, like I said, I was about, yeah. I mean, I was 11 when Nevermind came out. Um, I, yeah, you know, and I had grown up generally music, musically aware. My dad was was into music, and so there was always music in the house growing up. Some local stuff, um, and you know, because it hit that young. And all, you know, and all of a sudden you're watching TV and, you know, your, your city is on TV all of a sudden. You know, like I was, you know, the, the, the next year I was in a movie theater with my older sister watching singles, singles on the big screen, like... Yeah, you know, there, there's my city in a movie, and it was like, oh yeah, of course. Like it's just like this is just the most natural thing in the world. For my my city is famous. My city is in my city is in movies. My yeah, city yeah. Is every popular band in the country right now is is coming from where I live? And it, I, I just was like, oh yeah, no, this is this is totally
0: natural. As but, as eleven
1: year old, <laughs> yeah, eleven, twelve, thirteen. It's like yeah, of course this is of course this city is yeah. really popular. I'm in the I'm in the center of the universe. Uh, but no, it's totally, yeah. You know, only later did I realize, oh yeah, no, it's not, the, it's like really far up in the corner and it has a history of being, you know, a, a lot of garage rock uh, from the 60s, you know, like Kingsman and the Sonics. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we had that moment in the 60s and, and we were, yeah, we were a total hotbed of garage rock and then, yeah, not really all that much for 20 years, at least on a you know, major scale um and yeah and then the whole sub pop thing slowly you know and all these other bands whether they were on sub pop or not and yeah by the time everyone paid attention there was a whole it was almost like it gave time
0: for it to cultivate
1: yeah and so i think that's what led to a lot of local people being defensive like no this isn't one or two bands this is a whole thing we're all you know really proud of what's going on here and even even the small bands are worth paying attention to you know they're just not big yet um, and it led to, you know, and there was kind of an early backlash, too. I mean, Seattle was probably over it before everyone else was. And, you know, by 95, 96, you know, yeah, by ni- ni- even 94, you start getting, you know, the indie rock thing starts coming in. You're right. Like, Built to Spill becomes, like, that sort of becomes the sound of, of Seattle. I mean, there was this whole, like, indie pop. I don't I don't know how many people outside the city were paying attention, but there was a whole indie pop thing that went on in, like, 90... Yeah, about 95, 96, with all these bands um, that were putting out these great little pop seven inches, and people were just pushing this grunge thing, like, so far away. And they didn't... I don't think, as a city, people quite knew... There, they, I mean, there wasn't some organized identity in the first place. Grunge was never our creation. It was, you know, it was kind of something that was perceived about the city. So I think there was, we knew that we wanted to get away from that, but it's not like there was an identity of, oh, what do we do next? It kind of of went in different directions. And so there was, you know, indie rock became a thing. And and a lot of those bands did end up getting, you know, Built to Spill and Moss Mouse and uh, others, they they got bigger. And so that maybe kind of took over some of the identity, but there was a lot of stuff going on too,
0: yeah. I just think there was so much, like you couldn't. It, uh, it was there there was so much going on i feel like you you there was bands that were getting popular but you're right The the city had like no there's this other locals only night and it's tuesdays and you should come and what a cool th- i mean it was very diy
1: mm. yeah i heard some statistic that's this is totally you know, probably apocryphal but yeah it was something like there were two thousand working bands in the city at some point in the late 90s which for a city of that population was was quite a bit it, wow it, it was sort of that whole like everyone here is in a band people were still and even in the late 90s after grunge people were still moving in from other cities to try and you know, they thought that there was still some music industry put, you know to be had there and so people were still moving in like years later wow you know, if nothing else just to kind of follow the grunge dream yeah whatever. late <laughs> yeah a little late <laughs> it was a little late
0: <laughs> that's really cool uh how many, you know, getting back to the book, where did the original idea like the apex start? Was it there's no other books like this or you're like, wait a minute, I've been following this for a while. I think I know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, it was probably a combination of those two things. It was sort of look looking around and, uh, you know, because th- there are so many different kinds of books out there and there are so many different kinds of encyclopedias on, on music out there already and i but then i sort of noticed that you know amongst all these guides and encyclopedias that somebody hadn't done one that focused specifically on genre genre is definitely a part of other ones but those all also you know all those encyclopedias they'll have like major genres and then they'll also do things about certain bands and certain rock stars and they're just kind of these broad big picture things and 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 a lot of the times the point is like giant color photos and they're you know they're kind of these artifacts and i i, I kind of noticed that nobody had had a serious conversation about genre and just kind of and it seemed at that point when the idea started that it was to me it seemed like a good time to kind of pause and take stock of of everything it was sort of you know not not even that long ago but like you know it's like if like the early 2010s and like you know the chill wave thing had happened and maybe a couple other things and that just sort of seemed like people weren't really creating the genres anymore yeah you know, there, there was a big there was still a big surge in the 2000s as well there's like you know with blog rock blog rock whatever that was
0: and you know things like that The brooklyn stuff which is yeah. still permeating
1: yeah 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 i mean like yeah the, the idea of like brooklyn itself is maybe perhaps a genre um and 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 but it seemed like nobody was really coining these terms with the same level of frequency and it's sort of Yeah, it seemed like, oh, this is, you know, like 50 years in, you know, from the 50, 60 years in from the from when it kind of started back in the in the 50s. And, you know, here we are. It's like, hey, man, like maybe now is a good time to like add it up and kind of look at it and take stock of everything and and see where it's at. Uh, So, so, yeah, that was basically the the idea.
0: How many did you have? How many genres did you have at first? And how many are in here now? I didn't count.
1: Yeah, the exact. I want to say the exact count is two hundred and sixteen, and that 's about where I started with i uh, yeah I kind of yeah, it took a while to put together uh to the, the, the list of <laughs>
0: yeah. 'm holding the book while i 'm asking him a question like an asshole
1: <laughs> no i, I know I, I i I have one in my bag it 's kind of all wrapped up, and i 'm afraid of hitting the mic against something and creating a a a rough sound um yeah, I want to say. 216 and it started with around 200 and it, and it and it did take a while to put the list to, uh, of what I wanted to cover in there together um, because there are tons more names than that I mean uh, I think it's Spotify has that website uh, every day note at once i'm, I'm forgetting
0: exactly oh right 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 the spot I, I know what you're talking about and
1: that one has i uh, i think they have like 1500 different categorizations and you know most of those are are of even though i don't know how much they claim to have created but like so many of those are like really micro specific things that have been generated by them. But there but there are still a tons of other things. And so <laughs> how
0: many of them have post in front of it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like post or there there yeah, there's a lot of like
0: uh, oh, a yeah,
1: deep 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 is one of the things, which I'm still not entirely sure what that means. Like, <laughs> does that mean like crate digging or does that mean like I thought at first I was like, oh that means like low endy like That's heavy. That's what I thought. Yeah, but then it'll be like deep twee or something and, and then so wow. you're like, oh wait, what's that? Like what's deep <laughs> like there's no there's no base heavy twee. Not that I'm, that I'm aware of, um <laughs> and so yeah, so it's sort of okay, okay, so this was you know so you're like, okay, on this end you've got fifteen hundred possible things, and then you know, and then some other things they might be like, oh, eh, there's like fifty or you know they're like they're just the big you know some places just talk about the big stuff and you know like psychedelic rock and mm-hmm. and the and the and the and the things that are very established and i that i I wanted to get into the 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 lesser known genres and the and the minutiae. Uh, but I also wanted to uh make sure that there was like a real basis for it you know it wasn't just like one idea that one person had one time and you know wrote it down this one thing you know i wanted i it was something I had to be able to substantiate
0: with bands or scenes or crossover
1: B- with 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 bands and with um yeah with any kind of writing uh and you know if it's in a book great if it's in a magazine great but you know internet too though i mean so much of the conversation about music has moved over to the internet it's not
0: and podcasting
1: yeah yeah and po- yeah and podcasting for sure yeah so these are these are where you're gonna you know these terms are where you're gonna be found there too i mean you're not gonna find some of the smaller, more modern things in in books or magazines, just because I' in them but the, but they're just they're just as valid as these things that were created back when you know print was a was a bigger thing and you know all it takes to make a genre legitimate is you know like you're talking about the passage you know time healing all things you know the the different, you know from being a joke to being a reality a genre the the only difference is like time with with rock genres i mean you know i w- one of the things that's that actually surprised me in, in the course of doing the book and writing about it was like folk rock is just as made up as, as anything else. It was a creation of the music press in 1965. All those bands hated it except for like Sonny and Cher, I guess like they liked it maybe, <laughs> um, but like every band that was labeled folk rock hated the folk rock label, thought it was a bunch of made up, you know, nonsense. And and I was just like, wow, you know, cause from where I sit, folk rock is an entirely legit, genre with like tons of bands taking it very very seriously for years and and so all these things have origins in these places and so yeah I think that yeah the internet's just as just a valid a place to get the the conversation started with
0: yeah and there you're gonna find that one that does have a community and it's on reddit or it's on this certain place or this website and it has cultivated people doing it in different cities and you're right you're not gonna find that no one's writing about that
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah, not in print, (laughs) at
0: least. And then what were the, was it, uh, was it tough to figure out which ones to, because there's certain genres that have longer pieces and certain ones that are quicker or certain ones that are subsets of one. What was the decision making behind that? When, 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 when people see the book, you'll see that there's certain genres that have longer passages versus there might be just a line or something.
1: It was uh, a lot of. It's a matter of how much is there to really say about uh, a genre to to convey the idea of it across in in writing. Um, some of it does have to do with popularity. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot to write about with the heavy metal. There's a lot to write about with punk, punk with with post rock, with with post punk, with all these. others. You know, there's there is there is just kind of more of a story there. Um, so so that played into played into it for fact. Um, if things if things seem to kind of go together, then I, then I kind of yeah you know, like there there's like a section on like kind of American born forms of music or there's a there's a there's a section on genres with jokey names, uh, and and those are just sort of like oh well these these guys I can kind of put together and kind of tell a story of you know how genres get jokey names mm-hmm. and that kind of makes yeah you know, so service of like a narrative. Um and also just I mean page constraints, I mean you're talking oh about, yeah you' right how you're many, two yeah. hundred sixteen genres yeah if you if you i mean if you write two pages on each genre, that would be four hundred pages right there some some are going to need more than two pages to even like get into. Uh, you know start doing the math you start doing the math you are writing an entire <laughs> you're taking it upon yourself to write like an entire encyclopedia <laughs> and and some people have totally done that there's there's a there's a, a scottish writer martin c strong i hope i'm getting that right who does the great rock discography you know god bless him that's a huge huge book it just i mean it's 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 the size of a coffee table and it's, wow. and it's massive but that's not that i just <laughs> you know I, I don't have the lifetime to dedicate to <laughs> yeah <that. laughs>
0: And then what I loved about the book, too, is if you're reading it, it's as if it's a friend telling you about it, but not only telling you about it, telling you the connections and telling things to listen to. And I thought that was really important. It wasn't just like, here's the genre, moving on. You were, you were, doing, you were talking about the bands, you were talking about songs, and then you talked about crossover, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really important because that happens. You're into punk, but you know what? The crossover was also hardcore and then it was also this. And Mm -hmm. how did you, when did that come to fruition of like, I can connect all these two?
1: Yeah, it was it, it early on in the stages of bouncing the idea off the first couple of people that I was working on it with. That was a that was an early suggestion. I'm not sure that I could take full credit for. I think it was something either created through that conversation or or otherwise. Um, but it became pretty clear, like, yeah, this should be a part of it, because I, especially if I'm going to divide everything. You know, I didn't just want to divide everything up and then leave it like that, because yeah. that would be. That, that's that's not that that's not really the message I wanted to send about genre. Like, this is this. This is that. This is that. Okay, done. No more conversation. You know, like, it, it wasn't supposed to end the conversation. It was My dumb to, website. It was supposed to start a conversation. No, it was supposed to start a conversation yeah. and be... <laughs> you know and and yeah that i mean you know exactly what you're saying like that that is a function of being a music fan is you 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 do get into other stuff like records do lead to other records and they do eventually wander outside of whatever genre i mean i i've totally been like i'm into this and this only yeah you know, n- not recently but in as a growing up i was and i was like i'm into this and this only but then slowly you know like you know like when i was really into Britpop it was like but then you start reading you, know, you start reading all this good stuff about Pavement in the British music press. They love Pavement back then. So then I was like, okay, well I'll give Pavement a try. And then I get into Pavement. I'm like, gosh, you know, like Crooked Rain is a great record. <laughs> this is a really, really great record. And I and I really just should, you know, I can be into this and that's cool. And then you're like, you know, you know what's also good? Superchunk. Superchunk is also really good. <laughs> and then and then you, know, and then you move al- and then you move along. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, then you're into indie rock. And then you're into and that's that's how it works. Whether you know, whether even whoever's recommending it to you, friends are recommending it to you. You read it, it somewhere. shows are recommending it to you. Or you read it somewhere. Yeah. So so And and so that had to be a part of it. You know, it
0: wasn't like... It read really... It read like that. It read like an open. It wasn't... Like, my dumb website is this band emo. It's been email. It was pretty closed. You put it in a band, it tells you what it is. Move on. Well, I mean, that's the fun of it, though. That's the fun of mine. <laughs> what I like, this was more open as if you're reading it and then you're like, oh, cool, that genre. And then you can flip ahead to the genre you talk about. So if you're into emo and it says post hardcore like what if someone didn't know that and now they can click to that and then read it just it felt like you could go back and forth between things and almost if like a you know some sort of like not game but like you could almost hit all the genres while reading it
1: i i didn't i didn't have like a a a tack board big enough to map this whole thing out with like tacks and strings but that was like hopefully the idea i was trying to make enough different recommendations because some, you know, one thing you'll find, you know, there's, because there's only like three different genres at most recommended at the end of each section. So, so you there you, might have there, been more. You'll definitely be like, yeah, there were some, there could have been ten, but I sort of picked three and they weren't always picked because they were the most obvious. Some were, some of them were totally picked because like, hey, these are the most natural ways to take it. You know, with some of the really niche stuff in heavy metal there's kind of no other way to, to take
0: yeah. you know to
1: take it other than you know it's hard to go from like you know, black, if you like black and doom crust then you'll really like you know dream pop or what you can't
0: you, if some, you, i some, think some, that some one's guys. probably the end of the book the end of the book is black metal so You like guys are good
1: enough yeah some, some writers are good enough to make that jump i didn't quite consider myself qualified to make those kind of jumps on other people's behalf um but but yeah there people might definitely look at it and be and, th- and maybe that's where some of the debate would you know that's where people might be like this book you know blah, yeah. blah, because they'll be like why didn't he recommend this but you know three were picked for the sake of you know, trying to get everyone around the board. And so getting deeper. It could be, yeah. You, you could choose your own adventure, bounce around. That's how your I felt with around. it. It
0: felt choose your own adventure.
1: Yeah, that was hopefully the idea. Yeah, like choose your own adventure armed with like Spotify, like next to you on the computer. Or yeah. yeah,
0: which is such a cool companion because when I had a Rolling Stone book and you're reading about all these bands, I didn't. You had to think or they were descriptive and now you have that right there what a beautiful it's almost like you have a you had a cd in the back of the book Mm. and it's it's there for everybody to it's got that other piece of it
1: yeah for sure yeah i mean it's it's definitely i mean this kind of book i think is probably only possible in that sense too in the way that you know if you put something like this out in the 90s where some of these genres were such fringe concerns and only in the corners of yeah, I mean, some genres in the '90s I didn't hear about until years later, like power violence or something. Like I, when it was going on, I had no idea it was going on. If you didn't pick up the right magazine and read the right piece, you had no idea. So I
0: didn't yeah. know about GoGo and DC until oh, yeah. like years, years, I don't know, a couple years ago or something. And mm. of course, my friend from DC was like, "I told you back in college, and I wasn't paying attention." But you're right; you don't mm. if you miss it, and it wasn't in your peripheral, you're not going to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you could put out a book like this back then and people might not even know half of what you're talking about. Whereas, whereas now it's like, what's this guy talking about? And you could look it up really quickly. Yeah. yeah. It's like there. <laughs> and then you can hear it and be like, oh, okay, cool. And
0: then yeah, go seems, on a path that, that way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. with, uh, was, um, and then you, I know you, I think there was some like Spotify playlisting. I bet people are going to make playlists off of this. Or you guys are already thinking about it.
1: That would be great. Yeah, I've put together some kind of like starter list or just kind of like, if you want to get into this, here's some stuff to get you started. And then, yeah, it's kind of like, take it take it from there, man. Go and go yeah. yeah. Go and, Which
0: is cool. Like, this is a way to help and start someone off or get deeper. Yeah, You know, if you thought you were into this, now there's this other thing. And that's all people want. Hmm. Like, most people that reach out to me, they're like, I'm into this. What else should I listen to? Or it's like this... Uh, it's an un- unattainable way. You can't listen to everything, but people, f- they, how great is that though? Mm-hmm. We can't mm-hmm. listen to everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's ab- absolutely impossible. <laughs> I, I tried, I you know, I spent a year, or so you're year, two years, three years working on this thing, trying to listen to absolutely everything. And I, I did the best I could, but there's just too much.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, um, anything you had to really dig deep on, um, you know did to find information like was there a genre that you really were like at zero but you knew you had to or not maybe zero but you knew you had to do it and wh- and who did you lean on the most when that was happening
1: uh i mean some yeah some things that just took some book research or you know i, re- I reached out to as many people as i could and i got i got great responses from great people but but yeah there wasn't i didn't i didn't yeah you know, there there were only so many hours in the day and so many people you can talk to, and so certain genres I was kind of left to do research on i mean i you know, grindcore was was not a, a really big area for me. I was aware of it. I could have helped.
0: <laughs> not me personally. Uh, just, I know uh, some fans are people grindcore. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, so so yeah. So I just you know, spent some time immersing myself in it. You know, and you know luckily it is it is all there. So you spend time with that. I read I read like multiple books that talked about grindcore, including a, at least one book entirely dedicated to the history of grindcore. And wow, yeah, you kind of just. You know, it was it was immersive, and
0: uh, is that what it took? Like finishing a book, or reading a bunch of those articles, or listening. I know listening would be a part of it, but was that? Did because again, these it's two pages, but I feel like you almost felt that you you only had this limited amount of room. You needed to make it dense and worth that those those pages because you knew that's all you had Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and 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 you want a human you know you got to get the human story too i mean anybody can read a description of of what something sounds like so you know there's you definitely you want to convey that you want to convey what it sounds like in writing but you also do want to tell you know give a little bit of like the history and and the history of grindcore is actually pretty interesting it's not it's not that huge but it's but it's Pretty interesting, and and yeah, you know, the, the more you find out about, it the more you are like, oh, okay, and 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 you get it more, you know, when you when you you know do the research and you talk to people and you listen to it, and you kind of like, oh, okay, I g- I get that. Hearing these stories and then hearing the music mm-hmm. that, that came out of you know, these stories, you are like, oh, it 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 adds to the understanding of of where music comes from, and that's with with every genre,
0: really. There is a story behind it.
1: Oh, yeah, always a story behind it. Even even if there's a story behind that kind of music. Even if that that genre label themselves, they don't like. I think grindcore. They were fine with grindcore. I don't think that they had a problem yeah. being called grindcore.
0: <laughs> no, no <laughs> so one's got a problem with yeah, that.
1: Yeah, no, one, no one's. Gonna, yeah, no grindcore band is going to feel like <laughs> and like we're not grindcore. <laughs> yeah, <You know>, we're. <laughs> Or grind gore or yeah. whatever it's you know, or yeah. whatever it is. We're uh, deep grind core. No, mel- yeah, deep melodic grind core. <laughs> <Whatever.
0: laughs> Someone's I, making that genre right now.
1: I, I no, I saw I swear I saw that on that website. There was something like it was like deep melodic death metal. I was like,
0: I thought the whole point of death metal was to not
1: be melodic.
0: I was like, How do you they have deep, the intro, they always have melodic. the one minute intro. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: there's and the, then they get into it.
1: Yeah yeah no there, there could be there, there could be the melodic points but i'm like you like how oh, when death metal started it was like <laughs> were they were they really thinking like let's make some really melodic yeah let's get melodic <laughs> here now i wrote this great chorus yeah you know?
0: <laughs> who did you lean on when you were trying to like navigate or find something was there was there was there an editor friend or was there somebody that you felt
1: uh you mean in terms of like researching yeah just kind of everything uh, i was pretty independent most wow. of the time um you know, like I said, I mean, I interviewed about 30, 30 different people that I just sort of, you know, like I had, like I started with a list of like, maybe I, d- I just put together a list of maybe, you know, 200 people I wanted to talk to and then kind of narrowed that down and then, and then approached, you know, and then kind of, and it got kind of more and more narrow and ended up, you know, talking to 30 people and, uh, and then talking to other folks and, uh, and then, yeah, just kind of a lot of research a lot of time at the yeah on the, on the li- in the libraries and
0: and so you're and in the
1: bookstores L-
0: library card and the internet those were the people li- you leaned on
1: library card internet uh <laughs> yeah some really some really cool people who gave who gave their time to to talk about stuff and uh yeah,
0: yeah cool you know, i had a blast talking about you know emo and screamo mm in the book um and i know those were those were two ones that you had and i just thought the the because it was so misrepresented it was great that you sort of talked about that in that section and also i think it really gave the full history of it which i hope people you know get out of it which is why i why i live but yeah
1: (laughs) yeah 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 it's you know and i I'm biased. I mean I'm I'm sitting here wearing a shirt that says no one knows. I mean I I clearly am biased towards the others. Yeah, there's Yeah, there it was <laughs> um but there's a there is a really it it has a it's ha, it has a very unique story among other genres that not uh, not many other genres have in terms of its ups and downs and its segments and its life cycles. Um and I just I I it's not you know the, the cartoonification of it or, or certain aspects of it just don 't tell that whole story, and I think that to understand to understand the part that people latch on you s- you still have to go back and, and read the whole thing you know, it 's it's something where you, you do kind of have to know the whole thing to kind of get to grips with like how it developed and and
0: where. why it got where it was yeah
1: why yeah, exactly why it got where it was and it 's a really fascinating story i mean from from being this little spark within a whole other scene with with yeah like kind of a jokey name, but then that that
0: that, like dc starting in dc
1: yeah yeah but then that yeah that jokey you know like your your emo core or whatever it is or in thrasher magazine whatever the exact you know i know it's it's not entirely clear which one of those points started but you know it it is kind of like it's almost derogatory but then it sticks around it's fascinating that that term stuck around because back in like the 80s and early 90s these, you know this is before the internet things didn't live forever so the fact that it hung around that long even though even though those band those few bands went away the term somehow hung around and then got thrust back onto bands like what like six year five six years later yeah you know, you're talking you know 90 you know 92 93 is like jawbreaker 93 is like sunny days start coming up and but the term had survived and you know latched onto them and those guys were fans of those, those totally bands. so so there there you know, it, it wasn't just like the term survived and went somewhere else. There was an actual thread there. It was there was space between but it but it lasted on. And then it turned into this thing and then people picked up on it. Yeah, you know, zines are getting more widespread and you know, people are communicating more and, and so it becomes this thing and then it kind of has a sound, but then all the, all the bands in it kind of start doing different stuff. Yeah, like the promise ring of, of 93, 94 is totally different from the promise ring of 98, 99. Yeah. Like not totally different, obviously, but you know, very emergency and and 30 degrees everywhere are are quite different records, you know, and and, their last record, right. Wood Water is completely, again, I keep saying completely, not completely different, but you know, it is, it is significantly different. And you know, these, it it kind of has and a lot of the influences too which which come up a lot on your podcast that's one thing i think is is, is great about and one thing that i thing i love listening to is hearing uh some of the bands these guys are into and and it kind of confirms things that that i kind of hearing some of yeah, the like hearing um as uh, is, as is, uh, chris from from mineral is that who you talk to mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, what what he was saying about the Catherine wheel and, and chrome. And I was like I was like yeah, I knew it. Yeah, like Chrome is such an emo like yeah. it's not emo but it's not emo core, but it's like it is I mean it has songs on it called like Pain and I Confess. I mean like it's a it's you know, it is a you know British nineteen ninety-three like kind of equivalent of, yeah. of
0: that. Um Eric Richter talking from Christy Front Drive talking about Buffalo Tom. Buffalo Tom, yeah, yeah. Like which, I I got it. When he told me to listen to him, I listened to it, I was like I get it. Mm-hmm. What he's doing like it, it was cool to see but then you're right it t- it that word was like here and it's somehow survived and
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, and so you get in the in that era it kind of it it, it expands from hardcore. It kind of it kind of blows up and takes on these different influences cuz all these guys are feeling all this different stuff and so it it expands and becomes as the word as the word becomes more prominently used it kind of becomes less easily definable as a sound and 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 then it's sort of you know and it's had these waves you know and it kind of expands and contracts and expands and contracts and so, and and the term keeps getting applied and it and it, and it and it and there is a lineage there but yeah it's and so and and here we are now like it's it's still a thing that gets used it's still
0: there's an article now that emo rap is blamed for the opiate uh is that how you say it opiate
1: Yeah, opioid, (laughs) opiate, opioid. I don't do drugs, I don't know.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But it's like some, you know, they blamed emo rap for that like partly i, think I saw that but yeah, it's, uh, that's now a thing that i don't understand but it's being applied to that they're talking about it about country they're talking about it the word somehow is there emo country now oh, okay there's a whole meme uh, about it oh, okay but cool. like that but it's interesting that trust me i get the i get the yes. forwards <laughs> as soon as it comes out uh but it's interesting that you know I have a push-pull with it, where Mm. I want someone to understand that it's not just that, and there's a deeper thing to it, and the story is cool, but it's interesting that that word still stays alive, and it morphs, because if you say metal to somebody, Mm. they're going to think one thing, yes, they might think Iron Maiden, they might think Mastodon, but it's still, Mm. but for some reason, emo kind of, like, people can just put it on anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it could be yeah, and it could be it could be different depending on uh, which bands from which eras you attach that term to, and and yeah, nobody is nobody is wrong in the sense that yeah, you, know, you heard that term at that time, attached those bands, that's your idea of it. You know, you didn't plant that idea in your head yourself; like somebody helped you into that yeah. understanding of it. But yeah, you know my you know my understanding of it and somebody else's understanding of it could be completely different. And yeah, uh, emo rap, emo country. Yeah, sure these things are new let's give them a little bit of time I guess but again it goes
0: back to the time like does it continue does it stop I think what's interesting about the pop era of emo is that it did end yeah yeah it was saturated it was overly used it was and then it kind of went dormant and then came back again with the revival it's just it was interesting that that pop era had that moment too Mm. that was I same like you being in Seattle being like Mm. oh my god these I'm watching a movie about my town. I was that way with like the band I just saw is now on, or at the CBs is now at MTV. Like what? Like yeah. it didn't process.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, that, and that's where, that's where genre and you know, movement, uh, you know, like a movement or a commercial movement kind of inter- intersect. And, you know, genres end up getting defined by these periods of commercial popularity. Um, which, you know... Did you find
0: that in other genres?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's not like people stopped making grunge music in 1994, 95. You're right. But when, when people, you know, people
0: I st- meant not fine, but it, like, was it so similar to emo that it sort of had that moment in it? It's remembered for that thing. Oh, guess, I guess you're right. If a band says we're grunge, they're just going to think yeah. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Mudhoney, yeah. Melvin's... Yeah
1: right yeah people you know like uh sho- you know shoegaze uh, love shoegaze. Ne- never never got <laughs> as huge as you know like n- as emo in the early as the, in the early aughts did um you know but it, it had its moment especially in in the uk um and then it had a kind of a slow it kind of moved over here and had a slow burn because it was a bigger press concern in the uk it kind of you know got tra you know it was it was it was a thing it was celebrated and then it was trashed and then everyone's like, "Okay, well, we're not going to do that anymore because the press has just kind of made it this untouchable thing, which is really too bad." Because a lot of those bands were doing great, and they were actually they still would have made great records. I feel like they were under kind of like pressure from the from the industry and people around them to kind of stop making that kind of record. Yeah. Or there was just too many other people jumping on the bandwagon, and, and it's really too bad because you, you hear you, you're like, "Gosh, he had a few good records." I, but fortunately, now some of those bands <laughs> have gotten back together and they are releasing new records. But you know, the germ of it kind of Like the germ of emo kind of spread out around the country from D.C., the germ of shoegaze kind of floated over and started with, you know, little bands here and there on the East Coast, like Lilies and uh, Swirlies. And it eventually made its way over to, you know, Seattle actually had a bit of a shoegaze scene in the late 90s. We were kind of not on, like, the, you know, because this was late 90s, so we weren't on, like, the forefront of anything. But, yeah, totally, there were bands like Voyager 1, the High Violets, and so at a time when it was like years commercially dead and nobody cared there
0: was a little scene all of a
1: sudden yeah leave it to Seattle being way over there to like finally catch on you know it's like like Rave was like going strong in 2001 over there still you know like we're always kind of you know back then we were like the last of the party on some things that were coming you know coming, coming, coming from east to west we were always kind of like the last to get stuff.
0: It's it's interesting you talk about that about like the you know DC kind of having this little thing that goes up in the air and then someone takes it from the from the UK and it comes over to the US, but being in a small town, you might find out about that 2 years later mm-hmm. and then a whole city gets into it, but then maybe something new comes from it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That ha- Because yeah. it's separate from when it hit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you hear stories like that. A, a, a lot you know like bands like bands from small towns are like you know they like they'll even say in interviews like yeah i didn't get the news that this <laughs> genre was over so here so i love this music and
0: i worked on it for five and even with years. the internet
1: yeah yeah oh totally even with the internet so you know, so here i am late to the party and then i then i spent years writing my songs and now here I am, just in time for it to be cool again in the ten-year cycle thing or whatever. <laughs> and the, and then that band is huge. It's like no, at the time they started doing that, they were they were lame. Yeah, you know, like whatever they were doing was kind of lame. And I think, yeah. So shuges went through like this thing in the in the late '90s, early aughts, where there were a lot of bands around the U.S. doing it, but people weren't really paying attention to it. And and even though it was like growing, it wasn't a huge concern. It's yeah, only, it's only been in the last ten years, I think, that. You know, people have that, that it started, and then now, of course, like you know, Slowdive sold out Brooklyn Steel like what two, three nights or something. Yeah, like they you know, these guys come over and they they have, and it's and it's amazing to see. It's amazing to see them play like after all this time yeah. together and, and record albums that are every bit as good as the ones they were releasing in the '90s. I
0: love that when that happens, a mm-hmm. band sticks around long enough to enjoy what should have happened when a genre of that they had been a part of is now bigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Shige's in particular for me is, is like kind of like the big redemption story among all the genres. In that way, like it's just, yeah, you know, it's it's a beloved term. It was always beloved among like fans who who kept the flame alive, but that was like a small group back then. But now it's like it's 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 just fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the term. Everybody, everybody uses it in like a nice, positive way. It's yeah, like unlike gig. emo. Yeah, there will be there will be a final full redemption. I'm you know. You think so? I'm trying. I I I tried to do my part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, I'm not going to give away secrets, but please go to the Screamo select uh, entry first. <laughs> go to the Screamo part of the book first, and then and then travel on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sc- Screamo also will get its will get its day. <laughs>
0: So when you were looking at the genres, you kind of mentioned that it's it was an interesting story. Was there anything? Wh- why? What made it different or or interesting from the other genres in that book?
1: Uh, which one? Shoe Emo. Emo. Uh, yeah, I mean. <sighs> Aside from, I, I think it's really the narrative of 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 the genres lifespan. I, I I don't know of anything any other genre that's like on an official fourth wave or exactly that
0: stuck around like that, or yeah. went away and then other kids latch onto it and then it pops. It just yeah,
1: it's, other genres that have come back have kind of gone away for a while and come back once and now they're and now they're kind of back. That that se- that seems to be the trajectory of a lot of genres. They're sort of. The phases of you know the the germ of it, mm-hmm. the popularity of it, the kind of going away, you know, the fad dies down, and then only after time, you know, like like folk rock or like these things that eventually became, you know, then it becomes a common part of of, of the dialogue, and then it just becomes a kind of music that people
0: alternative. Play.
1: Yeah, alt, yeah, alternative, yeah, P- yeah. Bands you totally are like alt rock. I'm just like, okay, sure. I yeah, d- it didn't mean anything back then. It <laughs> yeah, it didn't mean anything back re- then. <laughs> I, if, if anything, alt rock actually means more now. I mean, I think like now, now you say alt rock, you're like, oh, okay. So you sound like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, or yeah, or something like that. It's like okay, I Fleming Lips it. or yeah. Whereas yeah, back then anything was alt rock. So it, it, if anything, it has a more concise definition now, which is that's interesting.
0: Really- on the time again. Yeah, I love that. The, I never thought your time will. You're right. it'll It'll set the genre free at some point.
1: It'll it'll either set it free or or harden it or it'll. But but almost all of them have like changed given given time, which is why I think yeah, you know, it's like yeah, just give give chill wave some time. Like I yeah, it's like, no, I'm serious because you know we all you know, it was funny. Is it you know, it's a, it a funny term. Uh, some of the music I thought was great. Some of it. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but you know, too much hype to, uh, at, at once, and nobody. And then everyone was like, ah, I don't want to. I don't want to be. Aso- I yeah. don't want to be associated with that anymore. But I swear that there, there were, you know, you and me were, you know, went through it. or whatever, But there were, you know, ten-year-old kids reading, reading about that on the internet that are now going to college, like. You know, give them a few more years. This is it's, it's a real thing to them, you know. Just like grunge was a real thing to me. Like grunge wasn't a real thing to like, you know, yeah. everyone. Uh, none of you the know, just like folk rock wasn't a real thing to everyone, or you know, some, all these things are sort of like you know at the time there are people like ah, you're just making that up or whatever. So I I guarantee like in ten years people will be talking about chill wave as if it was an actual fully legit genre, just like anything. Else.
0: That's ama- and it also comes from the you know the things that are out there. What mm-hmm. books? What what things have been said what magazines what videos what it's it's interesting to see what content from a genre is around for someone to mm-hmm. and it's not always wiki you know wiki i find a lot of issues with and there's the things that i think i mean it's obviously crowdsourced, but mm-hmm. i think there's it's it's interesting to see what information is out there for someone to gleam about and it's I was just talking to somebody earlier about the 90s, and they were telling me that there's a bunch of CDs they had to buy because the label was defunct before streaming. No one had put it up online, and it was like X, Y. But it's like there's stuff that's lost, too, that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. needs to be constantly sort of thought about to put back into the air for people to catch. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I go digging for records that aren't on sites or YouTube all the time because I'll I'll remember them and then I'll look at my shelves and be like, okay, great, I lost that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like okay, and it's not on any of these services. And it's like, gosh, that was a good that was a good record. Like that needs. To
0: but be that's lost recovered. for a kid that just got into music. He just got Spotify. He starts going down the chill wave zone, yeah. and there isn't that one record that you know is a piece of the history. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's not he's not gonna know about about that. Uh, she's not going to know about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. These things get lost, and the and the representative bands can, can change over time too. I mean, a band that's the most uh, a band that is like most popular or representative of a genre at at one point can can totally change over time, uh, and people's understanding of what that genre is like. Oh, this band embodies that sound, but then. Yeah, you know, flash forward five, ten years later, it could be a totally different band that embodies this. Yeah, you know, just people's understanding of it can can totally change. I mean, that's I mean that's another yeah you know, with um you know, with the fourth generation uh thing with with emo and the and uh, the influence of of American football. Just those guys were tiny back then. They you know? played
0: like, to the twelve people. Yeah. They, oh, sorry, they played twelve shows and the <laughs> to shows to like one person. It was no one. I mean, Mike and all those guys. No one was at the shows.
1: Yeah. I, I mean I mean I was a, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean I was aware of them. You know, I remember seeing an ad for the album in Punk Planet and we were just sort of like, oh yeah, look at that. Like the typography looks like the other uh, you know al- emo albums, so like, okay, cool. And then like, you know, and I remember getting it and being like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, like but then it wasn't like they they to me were just like kind of off to the side I had it on the thing. shelf. They were not they were not you know that was not my understanding of like this is what emo core is to me, you know, like And my my vision of it was broad, but there were you know there were the big guys of the time, and and now it's like that what they were doing is now the that is the understood style of how you play that kind of music. Yeah, like if you do that, that's yeah 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 that's that's emo, and that wasn't necessarily the same. So that has totally changed. You're
0: right, yeah. Because I put it on a shelf. I was like, okay, cool. Honestly, it's cool. Like I like never meant anyway. Back to Promise Ring or back to whatever I was listening to. Yeah, and. I loved it, I liked it, but it wasn't, I didn't, you're right, I did no clue mm-hmm. that there were going to be kids on Reddit and people everywhere, not kids, but people like obsessing about it and sharing it and buying it. And whenever I talked, I talked to Matt from Polyvinyl about it mm-hmm. and he told me when they started seeing like the sales yeah. and the streams and the like, they didn't know what was going on.
1: Yeah, it's got to be weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Like what happened? Like but, that, but that's another piece I think about like the thing in the air. Mm-hmm. Like that record was in the air, and people were mm-hmm. you know pulling it down um uh somehow
1: yeah, it's like we all you know we all look at you know we all we all think Nick drake as as the embodiment of this certain kind of like you know English baroque folk music, but you know the the reality was those records were barely released at the time, they were ignored by the label, they were ignored by major audiences like at the time he had you know passed away in like relative uh, if not if not absolute like obscurity yeah, but but you know, people growing up now with the Volkswagen commercials—that was like twenty years ago. That Volkswagen commercial. And people so, are still, yeah. So so the twenty you know twenty years ago, Volkswagen kind of like came along and made him you know made him this thing. So now people's general understanding is like, oh yeah, Nick Drake—he's a total legend. But like that guy was, not... You know, for, he's yeah, for what years. the genre he was a
0: part of, yeah, was not connected was, to was it, and now a, he is connected to it.
1: And same thing with like Vashti Bunyan and and that and that record, you know, like it now it's like this massively influential record but at the time it was you know barely came out she she went and lived a rural life for decades and yeah yeah so these things they they change with that yeah and then all of a sudden the right person finds them and then they get some kind of release and
0: it's cool that i think this opens up a lot of those doors because the book because you're able to then process them and see the connections and be able to think about maybe your personal experience with it and Mm -hmm. adding to it
1: Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's definitely the hope. The hope is definitely like just get a conversation going either among people or just in your own head, like reading the book and kind of yeah, kind of spark like, Oh yeah, what about this band? And oh that time that, you know, from from my youth or like this genre and like, oh yeah, what about these guys? And then you kind of like any anything that gets you like going back and like looking for stuff like that is great. Is
0: that what your hope is? Yeah, I I really
1: just you know, the the idea is to communicate that kind of thing to 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 as many people uh, as possible, and just sort of get people, uh, you know, to kind of to kind of listen to music with with uh, kind of an open mind, and and kind of dig into these corners, and you know, under under you know, approaching it from from a genre thing, kind of understanding like how it's you know that's a good platform that's useful. And then you know, kind of going from beyond there, and then and then where you know, how how much is it useful for? And then at what point do you kind of like just be like, okay, cool, that's great. But then, you know, it doesn't really totally matter because all these things are, you know, because yeah, bands are like you know, I I don't make X kind of music. Me- I I think a lot of a, a lot of the genre thing. I th- I, I want I wonder sometimes if bands would be less irritated if we stopped applying genre to to bands and just maybe said like like songs or genre you know because like i i think a, a band might be like yeah maybe they'll write like 70 percent of this kind of song but then like they'll write some ballads or something like that
0: or the album right right
1: and, and then they'll be like well i don't want to be defined like well i'm not just this kind of band i because we do this kind of song whereas like the public is like well, you're this kind of band because of the you know, the preponderance of evidence or whatever it is, you know. 70% of what you do is this, so so you're that. Yeah. So if but that would be I don't know how we could just all agree <laughs> that songs are genre and bands are not. But I think bands would be less irritated if you just were like didn't yeah you know, if you're like yeah you write that kind of song and that kind of song but then it, but then i don't know how that would be useful to people to find it so that Exactly
0: uh, yeah the discovery part would be hard
1: Again yeah and and discovery is like the most important or not the most but like it's really one of the most important things about music you know it it it's really you know the 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 excitement that you get from finding a new band is you know it's it's a total, I still get that high. high yeah it's a total high yeah so that's it's great. still totally possible yeah. yeah yeah
0: and what anything else that you're doing next or what i know you're doing a bunch of promo for this and uh anything else that you're excited about
1: uh you, you know i'm working working on an idea for for the next book but yeah just kind of kicking around some ideas cool. nothing nothing solid yet uh yeah just just trying to write about bands i love and and get the word out there about the book and you know see where it goes